0: Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry.
1: This is Trucking
2: Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs.
0: Back in your pocket.
3: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. The website is Truck.com. We are here live. If you haven't heard the news, we are back live in the midnight slot five nights a week. That'll be Monday through Friday uh, for three time zones, but I guess it's technically Tuesday through Saturday if you're on the East Coast since we start after midnight. But we are here live. Pick up the phone and give me a call. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight. road dog Um, Not a lot going on today. I uh, scanned through the headlines in trucking. Kind of a slow week. Rates are kind of holding steady. Dropping a little bit. Fuel prices are pretty well steady. Um, Not a lot going on. I've been working on some big projects. so I haven't done a lot of research. It is tax time. That's probably the most pressing thing you've got going on right now. Keep in mind... I know this has confused a lot of people, but if you are an owner-operator, you really want to get your taxes done early. What's confusing people right now, though, is all the talk of the new tax law, all the major tax law changes, but you don't need to really be concerned about those right now. That would be your tax planning for how you're operating your business this year and your tax return for next year under the new rules. But the tax return you're getting ready to file, those are the old rules. So nothing has changed at all. Per diem is the same. I know that's what everybody's talking about. There is a major change to per diem for next year. Starting this year, the rules but the tax return you won't file till next year. The major change, uh, it's been talked about all over, company drivers will no longer be able to deduct per diem. And I know there was a lot of confusion about that in the early weeks right after the tax law was passed, but that is absolutely clear. But for owner operators, nothing changed at all in per diem. So, if you have any questions about taxes, we can certainly talk about that tonight. I'm going to get to some phone calls and get started. Let's go to Ohio, Richard. Welcome to the program.
0: Good evening, Kevin. Um, I'm going to call about was calling about a guy. I had an issue about a tire yesterday, and I got a uh, question, but. Uh, <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I was going to change some t- uh, trailer tires on my truck, on my trailer. So I took the steer tires off my truck and had a, two other set of steer tires that was matched to tread depth and put them on my trailer and bought two new steer tires. So I, when they balanced one tire, put it on there, and went to balance the other tire, they found out the rim was way out of, out of balance. And I had been getting a bad vibration that I couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and I ended up changing, spending about... $1200 on in my driveline changing yokes and universal joints on my driveline. Starting to find out it was a bad rim. Uh it was really bad out around but if he's getting it at 70 between 65 and 70 miles an hour, just like you said last night, just a little bit a lot of vibration but um he might want to check his steer tires. That that's the cheapest way to go. <clears throat> and the question I had was uh you mentioned something a couple of weeks ago about um uh, on uh company drivers and you thinking about trying to fix something where they can try to get their per diem back um have you got any insight on that
3: uh not a lot yet um just because we're we're so deep into the tax season for this year. But I, I've every now and then I've got some time. I, I've done some reading. It certainly looks to me like it's going to be possible. So I, I'll give you an idea of what we're looking at. Um, the per diem changed for employees. But anybody that has income that would be considered self-employed, would still be able to to, ta- to take all of their deductions, whether it's per diem or, you know, showers, laundry, all the stuff you can take while you're on the road, all the expenses. Nothing's changed if your income comes in as being self-employed. So what I thought of, and uh, we're, you know, still looking at this, I'll probably start working on this project sometime in May or June uh, once we get through this tax season. But the idea would be, we would hire, we would contract with drivers as independent sales reps for our products, for our accounting services, for the products in our store, for our classes online, for the CMC, and drivers obviously know about those things, they're familiar with them. I would put together a training program um, that you would take online, so you'd be up on all the products, and then we would pay as an independent contractor. And now, the whole time you're on the road, you could be earning extra income, and you would be able to deduct all of your expenses because now you have self-employed income.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I was was kind of curious about that because you didn't really go into the details that much, and I didn't know if you were able yet to give any out yet.
3: Yeah, I I was holding all back... Up, a, that's all I had. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. I was holding back a little bit because I wanted to go look up some of the regulations to see if there was any reason we couldn't do it, and on the surface, I'm not seeing any reason that we couldn't. So, I, uh, like I said, I I don't have a lot of time to really formalize it right now and put together the training program and... Get all the material together and make sure that I'm not missing something in the tax code. I'm going to have a couple of uh, uh, RCPAs run through my ideas, but they're really busy with uh, taxes this year. But that's what I'm thinking, and I, I think we might be able to pull that off, and that would bring back a huge deduction for company drivers that aren't available, aren't aren't allowed to take that in this year. So. You will be hearing more about that coming up. Let's uh, head off to Montana. Sarah, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Kevin. I wanted to talk a little bit about hydration tonight. Um, Just recently I heard some drivers talking about they um, they can't be drinking a lot of water because then they'll have to stop and go to the bathroom a lot. But water is very important to our bodies and people think about oh eight to ten glasses of water a day is like a kind of a baseline but it all depends on weather and activity and stuff but it's not really that difficult the best way to get water into your body over the day is to sip it because if you take gulp down a big old glass of water your body's going to say, oh, that's a lot of water, I need to get rid of it, and it'll go right out, so you have to pull over and stop. But if you have new uh, minerals like light balance or even basic sea salt in your water, electrolytes, your body is able to hold on to that water a lot longer, send it to your stomach to make acid, which is very important, send it to your joints to keep them lubricated, um, all the good stuff water does, and then I wanted to share another trick or so that I read the other day.
3: Um... uh- oh, Sarah. Oh, you were there, Sarah. Oh, you know what I'm going to put you on hold, and maybe we can save that line. Sarah, those are excellent points. You are absolutely correct. I know a lot of drivers who won't drink a lot while they're driving for that reason. But what you said, those two things are critically important. If you sip throughout the day and add minerals to the water, like you said, just plain old sea salt will work. Uh, Light balance is excellent to put in your water and sip throughout the day and your body will absorb it. One of the things that I've found that, you know, since I've been paying attention to how my body works is if you've ever noticed that you have one of those days where you have weird cravings for food and nothing satisfies it. Like, you know you want something, but you can't figure out if you want something salty or do you want something fatty or do you want something sweet. That's almost always a sign of dehydration.
4: seconds. Oh.
3: That is almost always a sign of dehydration. So pay attention to that. And if you feel those kind of weird cravings, um, try sipping on some water. Put some minerals in it. Those are great tips. And watch what happens. Sometimes that craving will just go away, even if that's not what it is. Staying hydrated is critically important. Seconds. So I've got to get to a break. We are going to come back here in just a couple minutes stick around we'll be right back with more stuff the website is letstruck.com. I'm Kevin Rutherford
5: Driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one of a kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about
6: your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
2: Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the Gauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The Gauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel costs And keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
7: Or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
3: back i'm kevin rothford the website is let's truck.com we're uh, we're going to get back to the calls in just a little bit one of the things that uh, i i have a request for i'm going to do this again soon um there are a lot of tax deductions that people just don't take and, and they always think that their accountant or their tax preparer is going to tell them about everything and unfortunately it just doesn't work that way Um, And I don't know exactly why tax preparers get really busy. Some of them maybe don't know about these things. I don't know. They're not any giant secrets, but I review a lot of tax returns and I very seldom see these things taken. We've put together a checklist for these things, and we're trying to make sure that we go over each one of those with our tax clients. But, you know, a couple times during the tax season, I like to go over these things so people are aware of them and you can bring them up with your tax preparer. So they take me, it takes me just about an hour to go through them all. So sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks, as I'm getting used to this new schedule, I will probably take a, a an evening show and just go through all of those tax deductions for you. I'm uh, I'm going to get back to the phone calls. We're, we're going to, well, we're going to head off to the phone calls here in just a second. Looks like the switchboard is jammed. So just to give you a quick idea, some of the, the things that, You know, you could be deducting. Now, most tax preparers know that if you spend money on something for business, it's tax deductible. You know, there are some things that people miss, like your serious subscription if you're an owner-operator. That's deductible. But the things I'm talking about are, are bigger, and they require some planning. So you can't necessarily do them on this year's tax return, but you could definitely be setting things up to take them on next year's tax return so that's really why you know sometime within the next uh, couple of weeks i will probably do that show and explain those things and how they work and who qualifies for them it's things like if you are an owner operator you could be paying your children to work in the business you should be deducting a lot of the miles you're putting on your personal vehicles um you, you could be deducting all of your medical expenses and your medical insurance as a business deduction. And taking something as a business deduction is very different than taking it as a personal deduction. See, when you're self-employed, the biggest tax you pay is what we call self-employment tax. It's your Social Security and Medicare. So when we can take a deduction against self-employment tax, that's a lot more beneficial than a deduction against income tax. So those are the kind of things that that we're looking for, and those are the kind of things I'll be doing a show for coming up. Tonight, we're going to get to some phone calls and see what it is you want to talk about. We're going to head off to Arkansas. Mike, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call. My first time calling your show. been listening to you for years, and uh, in my opinion, you're a god for the business side. You have helped me out so much in my quest to becoming an owner-op.
3: Well, great to have you here. Thanks for that. What can I help you with tonight?
4: Well, I just recently uh, bought this truck in uh, January, and uh, I've got an ISX uh, 2250, 2013 Peterbilt 587, 2012 engine. Um, I've got a buddy of mine that works for Cummins. And we've been going over a fuel mileage issue for me, and we've been trying, we've been racking our brains trying to figure it out. We don't know what's going on. He suspects it's possibly a uh, bad injector. Um, this thing, I've got a 13-speed, it's a 500-horse engine, 13-speed, 370 rears. And it just falls flat on its face going up the hill. That's a... and just, I, don't, I don't even know where to start at.
3: Well, I mean, I can give you some ideas on where to start. I, I'm wondering, did you buy that used?
4: Uh, yes, sir, I did. I bought it from a leasing company out of PA. It's got a fix and roll over to 600000
3: The reason I ask is that is a really unusual rear-end combination. 370s with a new engine is awful. And, you know, I've said for years that the the trucks that come off these full-service leases tend to get lousy fuel economy. And part of the reason is the leasing companies never pay for fuel. So they don't spec trucks for fuel economy. They're not the ones paying for it. Their customers pay for it. So they tend to do some weird things on specs. They don't tend to upgrade things that could help on fuel economy. That doesn't mean we can't fix this. Now, one of the things I need to ask, did this truck ever get good fuel economy and then change? Or are we just trying to figure out why it's never gotten good fuel economy?
4: I don't know what the economy is before now. Um, I do have the complete maintenance history uh, from day one of this truck. Um, but as far as fuel economy, no. I have no idea what it got before this.
3: Got it.
4: But, uh, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, me and my buddy are thinking that I should at least be seeing six. My last ISX 2250 with a 10-speed and 411s, I was getting with a full load between five seven and 6 running 70, 75 miles an hour.
3: Yeah. How fast are you running this one?
4: Uh, right now, uh, 70 miles an hour. Uh, the, I mean, I do the speed limit. I've tried backing it down to 65, and still, I mean, it's not
8: changing much.
3: Well, that we'd have to quantify that. And that's actually a good way to test what might be going on with the fuel economy. I will promise you nothing we do other than changing those rear-end gears, is going to help this fuel economy at 70. This truck is specced to drive 57. I mean, the, those the 370s are way, way, way too low of a gear for these new engines. You know, we're, we're specking gear ratios down in the 2s, 270s, not 370s. And so, you know, wow. if you, my guess is, I, I see you're at, just barely above five, which is awful. My guess is if you were to drive this truck for fifty five miles an hour, one full tank, see it's hard to see a change in a short period of time. there's too many variables so but i I can almost promise you if you slowed down to fifty five for one full tank, and I'm not saying you should drive it that way, um, although that's where everybody gets their best fuel economy. The slower you go, the better fuel economy is just physics. But you should end up somewhere between 6.5 and and 7, just going 55 if we change nothing else. Now, if you tried that and it didn't happen, we clearly have a maintenance problem. Then it wouldn't be just the rear-end ratio. But no matter what, that rear-end ratio is really wrong for this truck. And it's really wrong for the speeds you're driving it. So we could start there. One, if you ever want to get good fuel economy out of this truck, that rear-end ratio has got to go, or you have to drive really slow, 55 to 60. I would do the test.
4: That's not happening since I'm an LTL guy.
3: Yeah, so then then you might not even you know, be able to do the test for one full tank. If you did, um, that would tell us. If the fuel economy improves as much as I think it should, then we know there aren't probably aren't any real maintenance issues. It would just be the gear ratio, and we can always modify trucks in in so many other ways. There's so many things we can do to a truck to improve fuel economy. I mean, I have a a, a case that we love talking about. It's in our um, you're in fuel gauges. I see you could look up the truck. Uh, it's Steve Krohn's truck. It's called Backdraft. If you just search for a Backdraft, you'll find it. And you can see 1 million miles of history on his truck and fuel gauges. He started in the 6. He's now his average now. Not, not a one-time thing. He's had an average of 30 days over 10. His lifetime average is now over 9, which includes that time that he started God at Lord. 6. But that that's what can happen when you focus on fuel economy and you do all the things, and you don't do them all at once; he's done these you know over years, but th- I have not found a truck ever that I couldn't improve the fuel economy on um by sometimes two and three miles to the gallon. you know if you're starting at five, I can easily get you to seven i mean if we're willing to do a little work and try a few things, we could easily get this to seven. Do you have a scan gauge yet?
4: Uh, No, sir, I'm working on
3: that. You should really get a scan gauge. That's going to tell you a lot about your fuel economy. I would also, if you uh, suspect it's an injector, I I don't have any evidence to to know whether it is or not, but if we we suspect an, an injector, I'll get it out, the first thing I would do is pull an oil sample. I mean, if, if we've got a bad injector and it's bad enough that it's hurting fuel economy that much, we're going to see high soot and high fuel, one or the other, or even both. It, that's a whole lot better than going in and testing injectors. It's a whole lot cheaper, and we're going to find out other things about your engine as well. So I, I let, me, uh, let me get to a break. I've got a couple other things I want you to try, and uh, we'll come right back and I'll give you a list of things you can start working on without buying anything just some testing we're going to do on this truck to kind of narrow down where the problem is besides the rear end that's a big problem we'll be right back, stick around I'm Kevin Rutherford
6: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30 day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
2: Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
7: Or call Tribe Care Team at 855 fuel That's 855 3835
5: Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's
3: 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free, it's simple, It does one thing, and it does it really well. Download the app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word, that's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We are here live tonight. Pick up the phone and join us. 8888 Road Dog is the number to dial. And right now, you might be able to grab an open line. We lost a couple lines during that uh, last break. So this is your chance. If you are just tuning in and you haven't heard, we are back in this time slot live. Now, it's been a couple years. Uh, I used to do this midnight time slot for a long time. We took a couple of years off from it. We are back, so pick up the phone and give me a call. Anything goes tonight. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Road Dog, I'm talking with Mike in Arkansas about some fuel mileage issues. So, Mike, here's what I would do with this truck. I would pull an oil sample. I would test the charger cooler if that hasn't been done, and I I would probably, if it hasn't been done, and this truck's new to you. I would both pressure test it and smoke test it, if you can find somebody that can smoke test it. There just aren't that many diesel shops that have the equipment and know how. It's not hard, and the equipment's not expensive. They just don't, nobody's ever thought of it, so they don't usually have it on hand. Uh, But I would do both, and I would also set the overhead if that hasn't been done. Then I might even go one step further and put it on a dyno and just make sure this thing's putting enough, the rated horsepower to the ground. If it's, if it's set at 500 horsepower or so, we should be putting a good solid 400 to the wheels. And if not, then that's an indication, again, we may have an injector or, or a turbo issue, though that engine's known for turbo issues.
4: I do know it's had a new turbo uh, put on it not too long ago. A bearing went out in it. Um, the one thing that I was uh, thinking here, I've got a huge gap in between uh, the truck and the trailer. It's about eight foot. The wheelbase on my last truck was uh, 228.
3: That That's not... And a, this one's a
4: uh, 244.
3: That's not going to be a big issue. Once you get past a certain distance, then it doesn't even matter anymore. And that might account for about two-tenths, two or three-tenths at most. We're, we're, we're looking for big stuff. You know, you're getting five when you should be getting closer to seven. So we're, we've got to find the big stuff first. Those are the kind of things that after we got you to seven, then we might start tweaking those little things to see if we could get you to eight. But right now we've got to find what the big problems are.
4: In that case, it's time for me to get an oil sample kit and send you. Now, I am due for an oil change here very soon. Should I do it before the oil change or after?
3: Uh, during. That's the perfect time to do it. So when, when they're dropping the oil, you just stick the bottle right in the, the drain of the flow, and you've got your sample. It's the easiest way to take it.
4: Awesome. And that's what I'll do then. I do have uh, one more question for you. Sure. If that's okay. Yep. I'm looking, I've been looking at uh, your full service accounting and all that good stuff. And I noticed uh, the other day on your show, you did say there's a moratorium on new stuff. Was that for the tax accounting or is that for everything?
3: Uh, it, it's for everything except our our profit gauges online. So if you want to sign up for an okay. online account and we could get you started and show you how to do it, and you could try doing it on your own, that's open. Um, and did you talk to Lisa about this before she sent you over?
4: Uh, I just uh, told her I had a question for uh, the profit gauges accounting, but that was about it. Nothing okay. really in-depth with it.
3: Okay. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put you back on hold because she can go into more detail about what's available and and what uh what we might be able to do for you right now so uh, i'll put you on hold and let me know what happens with the fuel economy on this if you get some of those things well, call me when you get the oil sample for sure but i would also test the charger cooler and i would set the overhead on this let's go to nebraska bill welcome to the program
8: thank you kevin hey uh I think your first caller you joke started alluding to my question and that's when I called in. No longer his question. Um, talking about employee drivers, especially the ten ninety nine employee drivers. Uh twenty eighteen, as you know, we've been suffering. I don't know if it was you or somebody on your show about the beginning of the year. There was a suggestion uh, maybe coming up with a contract where the driver's business is driving A
3: to G. Yeah, that uh, I mean that there's I, a lot of that going on. I, I'll tell you what I'm going to put you on hold and let you listen to this because your your phone line is. I'm having a hard time understanding you. And if I'm having a hard time, I know the callers, it's going to be really rough. There are a lot, and I think it's going to happen more. You're going to see a lot of, especially small companies, start calling their drivers independent contractors. It's wrong. I mean, it just is. If you don't own the equipment and your job is driving a truck, then you have to own the truck to be in business. You can't drive somebody else's truck as a business. The IRS has ruled on that. Now, they don't always enforce it, so it goes on all the time. But I've read all of the rulings on that issue. You you can't call a driver an independent contractor if they don't own the equipment. That's why so many carriers went to lease purchase programs. Because if they're leasing the equipment, then they're considered an independent contractor. But even states have challenged that. So I I know where you're going with that, but uh, I I was having a really hard time understanding you. So we're going to see more of that, though. Uh, But that doesn't make it right. What I'm talking about is completely different. The business we're going to set up is not driving the truck. The business, there are lots of people who work as independent sales consultants in all kinds of industries. That is completely legal. Well, I'm going to make sure under the new tax law, that's why I still want to have a couple of uh, RCPAs review it and run through it, but I've done the research and I'm pretty sure we'll be able to do that and it will bring all of those deductions back for a company driver. Uh, I'm going to head off to Oklahoma James, welcome to the program.
4: How are you tonight, Kevin?
3: Good. What can I help you with? Yep, go ahead.
4: Okay, I've got a 2012 Fitzgerald glider kit. And uh, when it came, I guess, from the factory, it had 355 Maritors and a 13-speed Maritor transmission match to it that they put in over there. Now, the guy that owned the truck and bought it new, he changed the rear ends to 355
8: Eaton's
4: and the transmission over to a 13-speed Eaton. Uh, on my GPS, it's showing that I'm about 2 to 5-mile-per-hour difference Being, I'm running faster than my GPS is showing.
3: Okay. Does
4: that, would that have a difference between the Maritors and the Eatons? Uh,
3: Probably not, but there are very, very seldom do I find trucks that are drop-dead accurate on their speed, especially when you compare them to a newer GPS. The newer GPSs are really accurate, and it, it But there's probably a really easy fix for this, and it's usually the setting in the ECM. We can adjust that setting okay, in the. Okay, I've
4: had Freightliner do that.
3: Now let me ask you something, because I've seen guys do this completely wrong. I've seen shops do it. it, it it's not that. Um, it's not that hard. What you have to do, you have to get the exact um, RPM of the tire. That's revolutions per mile of the tire. Every tire is different. You take the exact tire model and the tire size. You go look it up on that manufacturer's website. and Somewhere in the literature, you'll find a number. And it's going to be a number around 500. Um, tall, You know, 11R tires are in the high 400s, really low-profile tires can go up to about 540. All the tires are going to fall in that range somewhere, but you get that exact number. And if the number is 517, then you go into the ECM and you plug in 517. That will usually fix the speedometer problems. Do we know why he changed the transmission and rear ends?
8: have no idea. He said he didn't like Meridors. He liked
3: Eatings. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But my God, so, I can't imagine spending. You know, that had to be twelve or fifteen thousand dollars, and it seems kind of crazy unless something went wrong with them. Well, but uh, let me. The music's playing. I, I, I don't know. Oh, hate to do it to you, but the music's playing. I've got to get to a break. We've got uh, one more segment coming up, so I'll get to as many of these calls as I can before we've got to get out of here. I have to get used to these one-hour shows at night. I forgot how fast we fly right through these. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothbard.
6: The us for the 2018 cmc live seminar the biggest baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry this event takes place september 17th through the 21st at the mid-america center in council bluffs iowa this five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day not only on the job but in all facets of life learn from the industry's top leaders network with fellow drivers and start running more effective and profitable businesses spots are filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity to take action on your business, your life and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions. That's 855-800-3835. Hey audio road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
2: Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel costs And keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's
7: 855-800-3835. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
3: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment already. I'm going to get right back to the phone calls. We're going to head off to Washington. Adam, welcome to the program.
9: Hey, Kevin. How are you?
3: Good. What's on your mind tonight?
9: Got a quick question for you. So I was in your uh, understanding the new tax law group, and uh, I had somebody point out that basically I'm operating as a 1099 without being an owner-operator. I didn't realize that was a bad situation to be in until tonight. Um, well, For those of us that fall into that category, where would you, where would you advise us to, to go with that information?
3: So here's the thing. If we were still talking about the old tax laws, I would say uh, you're definitely getting screwed under the old tax laws. Because you're, the difference is you pay both halves of your Social Security as a 1099 contractor. When you're an employee, the employer pays half of your Social Security and Medicare. That That's the big issue. Then there's the issue of workers' comp and unemployment. Okay. And you don't qualify for any of those things. Um, now, though, and I like I said, even though it's not legal, it happens in this industry all the time. It's been happening the whole three decades I've been in this industry. The IRS hardly ever cracks down on it, so it just goes on. Now, though, there's actually a couple advantages to working this way. One, you do get to deduct your per diem, and an employee doesn't. And you also get to take twenty percent of your net income off the top before you pay tax. That's the new pass-through business deduction. So, even I, I don't want to okay. come—I don't want to come on the air and tell people, "Oh, everybody should become an independent contractor," but. <laughs> Because it's not legal, but it's – and here's the thing. You're not in any risk. There's nothing the IRS would do to you. It's the person paying you that could have the problem. And it's not just the IRS. The states go after people, too. Uh, In fact, the states go after people more than the IRS does for issues like this. But honestly, if you like your job – I would say enjoy it. I mean, you you just got a big gift that the tax law change made this a lot more advantageous than it used to be.
9: Okay. That was my big concern cuz it's a great everything aside from this one little thing seems to be great. I've only been here 2 months, but Yeah. time is great. Mileage it, is great. Pays
3: great. You know, here's here's the thing if we think about this, um, Half of your Social Security and Medicare is 7.65% of what you make. That's the additional amount you have to pay to be self-employed. But you get to take 20% of your revenue off the top before you pay taxes. So you're you're already, you know, 12% ahead now because of the new tax law, and you still get to deduct your per diem. Right, you're you're actually much uh, better so off would this Would a, a way.
9: guideline of would a guideline of twenty percent or twenty five percent withholding still tend to apply here?
3: Uh, let me think, because I normally do this for owner operators on their gross. Um, if you were to make fifty. Uh we get to take 20. I'm just going to do this on some quick numbers. We get to take 20%. That's uh 10,000 off. That gets you down to 40. And then 15% of that would be about 6,000. Yeah, that that'll probably actually be a little too much depending on your per diem, but that'll that'll keep you safe. Okay.
9: Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be safe than, oh, massive at the end of the year. So yeah, I really appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you very much.
3: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Virginia. Allen, welcome to the program.
10: Hey, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call.
3: You're welcome. What can I help you with?
10: I had a question for you. Uh Yes, sir. I had a question. Uh, January of last year, I lost a truck. Me and my wife were on our ops. We lost a truck out in Colorado. It blew over, and we had to take a total loss on the truck. Uh, the insurance uh, only paid us like 21000 on this truck when it uh, had a completely rebuilt engine, new transmission, new tires on it all the way around, brakes and drums. Just, it was in spectacular shape. How does one go about writing that off on their taxes uh, when you only get 21,000 out of a truck that you would actually estimate worth 35 to 40,000?
3: Well, you're probably not going to like my answer. Um, the IRS looks uh-huh. at losses different than we might in the real world because to them it's just math. So let me try to explain the math. You're still not going to like the answer, but at least you'll understand it. Um, when did you buy this truck?
10: Uh, we had it for like four years. I'd say we, I think I bought it in 13 or maybe bought that's, it in 2012.
3: That's good enough. Lost I, it. it it's, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, it's more than three years, so that tells me what I need to know. You had fully depreciated the cost of this truck. So you got a tax deduction for every dollar you spent to own that truck. So what that means is it, it had a book value of zero. That, that's how accounting works, and Correct. that's how taxes work. It had a book value of zero. When you got the, tw- and all of those things you told me about, the engine, the brakes, all those things, you deducted those, so you got your tax break for spending all of that money, so we're still back to a book value of zero. Okay. When you got 21000 from the insurance company, that's actually a $21,000 gain.
10: Okay, so just use that 21000 that we paid down and, do the depreciation on the next truck that we bought
3: exactly yep you got it
10: okay all right well sounds good i appreciate it
3: you're welcome i i know it's not the the greatest answer but unfortunately that's the way accounting and taxes work let's go to florida david welcome to the program
8: Hey, Kevin. i got an unusual problem. I have an 07 Detroit 60 Series. I had a in-frame done on it uh, about 30,000 miles ago. Uh, it runs great. Everything's great. It has a check engine light. And I had the Detroit uh, diesel dealer, actual dealer, do the rebuild. They can't figure out why the check engine light keeps coming on, which I find strange. Uh, a year ago, I also had a new computer on it and wiring harness put on the truck. Now, it runs good, so I had to take it out. I had to start making some money. I spent a lot of money on the end frame. Uh, It's it's happened twice now. The check engine light has gone out, but then it starts acting like it's got uh, turbo problems. It'll start coughing and puffing and carrying on, uh, and then the check engine light will go back on. It'll run like a champ.
3: It sounds like... now. Yeah, it's, you know, this is really, really difficult to diagnose over the air, but I can go by what I've seen in the past happen when it acts like that. It sounds to me like an intermittent turbo actuator that's causing the problem. And when it's intermittent, that makes it difficult to find. Um, How often will it act up like that and, and start coughing?
8: Well, it's only happened twice now in uh, thirty thousand miles, and and but it goes right back off, and engine, but the check engine light comes back on.
3: Yeah. Um, so when the check, other than those couple of times, when the check engine light is on, is it running fine and fuel economy is okay and runs
8: beautiful. Runs. i, I I'm, uh, the run I run from uh, Atlanta to Miami. You know, I cruise sixty-eight to seventy, and on a new in frame, I'm I'm getting a solid uh, 6.9 out of it.
3: Oh, there you go. So here, here's the thing. Um, I I wouldn't worry too much about this because these things are so sensitive. That ECM, you could be a half of a volt off on a sensor somewhere, and it can cause that check engine light to come on. There is a a, a procedure that they should go through to track this stuff down. And when you get a a problem child like this, the best way is to hook the laptop up and go drive it. And, you know, they can sit in the passenger seat with the laptop hooked up. You go out and drive it around. And, And then there's this tree that they should follow to troubleshoot this. But I see very few shops that do. If they would actually follow the troubleshooting procedures that the OEMs put in place they would solve a lot more of these problems. So you may have to find a shop that that is good at troubleshooting this kind of stuff.
8: You know, I did throw a code. It said uh, uh, something about uh, 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 it had to be, uh, uh, what did they call it,
3: Yeah, it, it's probably it's probably not going to help me to, to know. Um, the coughing, I thought if that happens more often, I would certainly look at the uh, turbo actuator on that. The light, more than likely, it's just a sensor somewhere. So if it's running good for now, maybe ignore it. If you could get to a shop like Pittsburgh Power they are really good at diagnosing that kind of stuff, or maybe try another Detroit shop. There's the music. This hour just goes by so fast. I've got to get used to it. We'll we'll be back here tomorrow night at midnight, so we will see you then. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rothenberg.